Well, hello, CNCers. How you doing? This is Garrett with IDC Woodcraft, and we've got Bill. Bill, say hello. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, Bill's a Canadian. If you haven't listened to this podcast, he lives up in New Brunswick. Hey, Bill, I remembered. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, actually, I remember being up in New Brunswick. I, I, we were, dad, dad took us on a worldwide tour, well, a North American tour, and New Brunswick was one of the places we visited in Nova Scotia. But Bill has a um, uh, his CNC business up there, and I've got a CNC business down here in a little town of Madison, Indiana, a nice little artsy town. What is it like in your town, Bill? Uh, my town is a little bit of everything. It's, uh, it's a government town. It's the capital of the province. Uh, so there's a lot of, uh, provincial officials. It's also university town. So there's a lot of university kids. Uh, uh that's the main kind of industries. Like yeah, some see. places are industrial or more a government university town. Okay. So you got some, some student culture there, which is always fun. Yeah. Hey, we're going to talk about software today the uh, CNC router software and throw in some of our thoughts about it. Now I am uh, versed in the Vectric software and not so versed in some of the other stuff, but Bill has got some other experience. So I think what we're going to be covering today is the Vectric software, talk a little bit about that, talk about CarveCo, which is what Bill uses, and then Fusion 360, that's an AutoCAD version, right? Is that AutoCAD? Autodesk, yeah. Autodesk, yeah. And then uh, my attempts with easel and uh, carbide create now. So so we're going to talk about it a little bit. And uh, I'm not even sure which software to talk about first. Uh, maybe Bill, so you're a CarveCo guy, right? And let's just talk about that because I don't think many people know about CarveCo. And why don't you share a little bit about that software? Maybe let's... Yep. Maybe come up a little bit. The softwares we're going to talk about are the ones that are oriented for CNC routers. And there are free softwares out there, and then there's softwares that you pay for. And some of the free softwares, normally, you get what you pay for. You have yeah. limited functionality. Uh, you can make some basic stuff. Uh, you, can, you can make stuff to sell using the freebies. However, you, you, you lose... Um, you can't get as creative, I guess is the way to put it, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of free software, not a lot. There's there's a few different versions of free software out there. They're all capable. They're all great. If you have very limited design background, if you've never used another design program and you're learning from scratch, it's a good way to start. Mm -hmm. But they are limited. Yeah. Here's what I don't like about the idea of, okay, I'm going to go with a free software and learn it because you, you come to a, a, a class ceiling where you can't do any more and you have, yes. you're left with a choice of either paying for the upgraded version or, or you have to switch softwares and then you have to relearn it. So my preference is let's figure out what the best software is for the application I want to do and then dive in and learn it once and become a master at it. So yeah, let, yeah let, let's talk a little bit about that first before we dive into the, the different software. So the, um, first of all, we talked, we said um, there's Carbide Create, Shapoko yeah. is that software and they make it available for free. Now, I don't know if they have an upgrade where you, pay for it like a pro version they do actually they just came up with a pro version and it's it's not very much i'm not 
100% sure on the cost. I can look it up right here, but it's um, it's got some more features that the uh, the standard version doesn't have. It has a new auto trace feature that apparently works quite well. It has uh, some 3D features that the regular version doesn't have. So they're they're starting to come up with it. They're they're seeing the need and they're developing you know new tools all the time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they're still relatively young in the software field, aren't they? Yeah. I'd say, you know, three or four years. Okay. But Shapoko definitely has a corner in the CNC router market where they do produce their machines with the, you have a Shapoko. I do. And I I started out using, uh, so I just looked it up here. It's $120 a year for the pro version. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Or 360 to buy the, the license. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at 360 to buy the license. So that's like a full-time license with upgrades. I'm assuming. And um, one thing we should mention too, is like when people purchase, this goes back to what you were saying before about getting the software, learning it and having to switch. When, when you buy a CNC, one thing that people overlook when they're kind of putting together their beginning budget is software. So when you do your pricing and you say, I'm going to buy a CNC, it's $2,000 for this. I'm going to buy $200 worth of CNC bits. I'm going to buy a, this type of spindle. You should budget for software. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people get all that. And all of a sudden their first question is, you know, what software do I use? Mm-hmm. And, and to have to go through that learning curve and picking and choosing all these different softwares, you know, that should be part of, part of your uh, your venture when you get into it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. In fact, Bill, you just kind of nailed something. One of the things that uh, a lot of people, I think, when they see the CNC machines, the, the ones that are just very naive to it, they think that they get the CNC machine and don't even realize that there's software that has to drive your design, which is a separate entity altogether. All right, so you, so you ha- you're going to have to buy the software or work with the freebie and learn that and bill said the router bits you have to buy the router bits you're you're probably gonna have to get some accessories like like a vacuum <laughs> That's yep yeah. and uh um, what else you need clamps most cncs they don't come with clamps uh when you buy them you can buy them as like a upsell or or a side i guess they call it an upsell um make or, your own yeah i like to make my own in fact, in fact, I am doing that right now. I'm getting ready to make a video for my channel, IDC Woodcraft, and uh, how to make your, how to design your own clamps. And I think I'll just put that program on Etsy. But we're kind of getting off target. We're talking about the yeah, software. software. Yeah. Um, so Carbide Create. So I haven't really heard complaints about Carbide Create. I don't use it. I fiddled with it a little bit. It's so you can download it for free. And is that a web-based design software? Uh, no, you download it. Okay. So what? There's two kinds of softwares out there. There's a the web-based, and then there's the, I guess, the offline variant. Right. And something like Easel, which is owned by Inventables, that's the XCarve uh, CNC router. Yes. Theirs is web-based, meaning if you don't have internet, you can't use the software <laughs> because your designs are stored on, on their servers. And that's one of the uh, things to think about, too. If, if you are going to be in a situation where your online can be questionable at some point, 
like me, you don't pay your bill <laughs> and it gets shut off for your internet, then you may uh, lose your capability with your CNC router. The nice thing about that is, uh, I mean, they both have their pros and cons. Either one, when I was using Carbide Create, uh, I had it on three computers, so didn't matter where I was. It was a free program. You can download it as much as you want. I could have it downstairs on my work computer. I had it upstairs on my laptop, and then I had it on my CNC computer. Okay. How did you like working with it? It's for its easeability. Like I said, I tried it just a little bit, but I really just didn't dive into enough to get any kind of feel for it. It was okay, but for me, um, I have Adobe Illustrator at home. I'm used to using that. I had used ArtCam in the past uh, at work when I had the larger CNC. So when I started using Carbide Create, I found it very frustrating because I knew what I wanted to do and what I was capable of doing, but I found the software limiting to what my experience was. Okay. When you say mimicking, what do you mean? Limiting. Oh, limiting. Okay. Yeah, it was limiting what I could do um, and the ways that they approached different design features compared to what I was used to was just, I found it awkward. Right. And, uh, and so, so Bill just made a point. You know, it, at some point, no matter what, if you are serious about turning your CNC router stuff into a hobby and making lots of stuff, or if you want to turn it into a business, you really want to consider not starting off with a freebie, just biting the bullet and getting a quality software up front that that's going to give you the flexibility. Uh, just goes back to put that software in your budget when you're considering a machine. Some uh, people, some people start off with the free one. I know a lot of people will start off, for example, with the Shapoko and the Carbide Create. They will start off with that program. They'll use it for a few months until they get a handle on their machine. You know what they're doing, what the bits do, what the machine's capable of, and then once they start rolling into making larger, more complicated projects they realize that they're limited as to what the software is capable of. So then they start looking at other features. So there's nothing wrong with starting with the free program, but you skip, you skip that whole process if you decide to go with one of the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. For someone like me, you know, I, I hate having to relearn something, you know, and so it's like, that's why I just, I don't want to go with something I know that's going to have some limitations to it. When I first got into this, I found that uh, the V Carver is the most attractive to me, uh, the Vectric software, and um, it's pretty advanced software especially when you get to the Aspire version. They actually did a really good job with that. Um, so Carbide Create, it's, it's from what I could tell, just by fiddling with it for a little bit, it wasn't too hard to understand the process of getting into it and making it work. So would you agree it's, it's not totally no, it's, unintuitive? No, it's pretty intuitive. They've laid it out. It's pretty basic. Uh, the buttons are self-explanatory. You know, there's not that many options that it gets overwhelming. Uh -huh. It just it just takes some some tinkering with and, and some playing around with. But I mean, there's only a few options in each different uh, design area, so it, it's pretty intuitive. 
Yeah. So when you say options, so what he's talking about is uh, text features. Some of these softwares, you have endless text you can apply to a sign where uh, the freebies just have limited text you can have in it. Uh, types, uh, fonts is the word. <coughs> and um, okay. Yeah, I so, mean, I mean, like, also, like, you can draw a square, you can draw a circle, you can draw a, a polygon, those are laid out there, you're not guessing what it is. I mean, hopefully, most people know to square and a circle, the difference, like that. So they've laid it out that way. It's, it's pretty intuitive. Right, right. Yeah, it's all uh, icon based. Yeah. Yeah, as opposed to text. Uh, now, when it comes to easel software, have you fiddled with easel at all? I think I downloaded it. I don't think I ever used it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have tried to work with it because I was figuring I'm going to make some tutorials for these other softwares and like total beginner tutorials all the way and I actually put them on my site and sell them. Uh, just trying to get into easel. I mean, you got to understand I've been working with design software my entire engineering life. I worked with SolidWorks, uh, Pro-E, um, AutoCAD, Autodesk, uh, all the 3D stuff. And I got into ESL and you know, I can't figure out how to generate a toolpath. <laughs> you know, like the most basic, important, fundamental thing you got to have. In fact, trying to draw is a challenge. I, I mean, I don't want to dog it because I, I i'm sure once i find it it's like oh okay this is obvious <laughs> but it's the not worst part the worst part about software is that it's like anything else you need you need to use it and you need to use it on a regular basis that's the only way you become good at these things and you know fluent in what they can do so once you have four or five different types of software for designing like you, you can only become good at one or two of them you can't not many people have the time to dedicate to be good at all. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just to that note, you know, I don't, just because I looked at it for a little bit, it uh, doesn't mean it's not uh, easy to work with. It just wasn't intuitive to start off with for me. And so, uh, you know, me having a, sh a short patient span sometimes that was, um, yeah, I don't want to be a prejudge that that whether it's a good or bad software because I'm not in position to say that really. One of the <laughs> things about software that I, I've learned um, when I started designing things on computers years ago in high school, we started with AutoCAD, where it was AutoCAD is like an engineering grade software where you tell it, I want a line 90 degrees, I want it five inches tall. I want to offset the next line two inches over. You can type in your whole design using numbers, guides, uh, dimensions, and AutoCAD's great for that. So my mindset when I came into designing and the sign industry was based off that same thing. Yeah. And then, and then if you get into a program like Adobe Illustrator, it does not work like that. Right. So right. It, it uses shapes and groupings and it's just completely different so a lot of people depending on what your mindset is uh there's different softwares that will accommodate that yeah that's that's such a good point because i came in with the same mindset too I'm, i was looking at it as an engineering type software and it, it, it's that it's not i'm using vectric <laughs> which is kind of moving in that direction but it's not as uh not as 
<laughs> it's not engineering. It's it's a very different type of uh, approach. So, yeah, you got to kind of come in with a looser mindset and realize that the, the you're not designing machines on these things. You're designing, they're, they're built to create uh, images and unique shapes uh, to move your fonts into interesting ways. And, and that's just a little different approach that you won't find in the engineering software. And likewise, the engineering software doesn't have the features that, that these softwares have uh, to create that. So right, they're yeah. limited. Yeah. So the next step, I guess, from the free software is going to be Vetrix and Carvco. Yeah. yeah. Which are most people don't realize how similar these two softwares are. Um, I'll just give you a quick background on Carvco. Um, when I started designing signs 12 years ago, the 3D software that everybody used was called ArtCam. And ArtCam was a 3D software that mints around the world used to use to design the faces on their coins. It was a very powerful software. 10 years ago, I got trained by, it just happened to be a guy in town that had been using the software since it was first created. He was a master at it. I had a couple of, I think it was 20 hours of one-on-one training with him. His artwork was on the box of ArtCam. That's how good he was oh, at it. Oh, no. So year, later on, for whatever reason, ArtCam either sold the rights or closed. After they sold the rights and closed, Autodesk bought it and released it as the Autodesk version of ArtCam. That guy that trained me then went on to work for Vetrix. So he is the head of product development for Vetrix right now. So Vetrix and ArtCam are pretty close in capabilities. The tool functions that you use, like I can go on to, I have the free trial for the Vetrix software. They do the same thing. I can go use Vetrix right now and not have a problem because he's designed them based off of ArtCam kind of. Okay, interesting. So, so Art, Art, what is ArtCam? That's not a CNC router software, is it? I, I yep. It's, it's basically Carveco. What happened a couple of years ago after Autodesk stopped, uh, 2018, Autodesk stopped making or releasing ArtCam, Carveco bought it. So it's basically my old version of ArtCam that I have on my computer looks identical to Carveco. It's the same program. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, let's, uh, wow, you just uh, gave me and, and uh, the person listening to this podcast uh a little uh, tidbit. <laughs> Didn't know that. <clears throat> and and I've been an Autodesk guy. All my actually my favorite engineering software, SolidWorks. But oh, really? never used it. No. Um, well, the I liked the. Uh, yeah. Well, I liked them all, but I just couldn't stand Pro E. <laughs> so, <clears throat> you've been using Carveco then for how long? Oh, on and off for the last ten years, probably. Yeah. Okay. And I saw a video you made when you're doing the Star Trek logo, the, the emblem with the circle. Yes. And I was like, okay, why don't I have this software? <laughs> Cause I was watching the way that you were pulling shapes uh, out 
from from the from the flat surface and i really like the way you, you were doing i'm using vectric vcar which has the the desktop version so that's the most limited version if, if if you'll call it limited relative to the pro version and the aspire version however yeah. um so the version i was using in that that was art cam that's um that's uh comparable to aspire okay so it's got the full 3d package that's why i I trace the image using vectors, which then define the shapes. So then I just tell it, I want this type of shape. I make it 3D. I tell it, I want this tall, this border, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So you, I don't think you can do that with uh, desktop. No, no. Um, there is some 3D modeling I can do. I'm just going to start diving into that this week. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out and then I'll shoot a video because someone has asked me to do a video on uh, stack text, which doesn't really require 3D type of stuff. Um, but there there are features in there that are not as, what's what's the word, um, that are just built to do that as opposed to actually overlaying text and cutting it out, creating separate layers and yeah, things like that. Just, that's just cutting different depth on a 2D surface. That's not really... 3D that's, not, that's not 3D at all. No, it's. I mean, it's one thing I know we haven't gotten to that part yet, but some of the questions I get, um, people brand new, they see these 3D carvings, and their first question is, you know, what software can I buy so I can do that? And yeah. you can buy the software. That's not the problem. But you need to realize that the people, those models that you see on sale on Etsy or these these ads that pop up all the time with these you know, beautiful detail models that took somebody two weeks that yeah. took somebody that's been doing this for 10 years, two weeks to design and model that yeah. as a beginner, it is not reasonable for you to think that you're going to buy a software and start designing things like that in a day. It just doesn't happen. No, that's, that's advanced designing. Um, yeah, absolutely. Take, take note of that. This, if, if you want to buy a software and it's got different levels and you want to get to the 3D variant, expect to be learning this for a year before you start actually maybe six months, if you like to stay at it every day, before you start really getting a feel of building 3D or 2.5D yeah. models because it, 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 it requires a different set of tools and the software it requires a uh, a concept of uh what's the word i'm thinking of depth perception so, yeah. uh, and, it, and where to place things at yeah. it's like any other software it's, it's you know i see these guys that use photoshop and can take an image and delete the background and, and do all these crazy things again they didn't just buy photoshop and learn how to do that in a week it takes years of practice, you know, months of practice to be able to do this stuff. Yeah. So, so in the Vectric version, the Aspire version is the one that allows you to do the 3D, 2.5 and 3D stuff. And you're going to fork out $2,000 for that capability. Okay. I believe the current code cost is. So for the full uh, 3D modeling version, it is $250 a month. Or for the full per or perpetual license, $8,000. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yep. It's a and, significant investment. Yep. And here's something I, 
I would like to say to to you to truly understand. I think I, I've seen it in Facebook groups that where people they they have a hard time spending a couple grand on a piece of software, but understand what went into building that software that someone had to create mathematical calculations and to have the software convert that calculations into a, a, a tool based on more calculations to do certain things based on more calculations and it has to interpret itself it's extremely complex software uh, you know stuff that's going on in the background you know, the, 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 the nice thing is, is when they do that, you know, they make it easy for us. That's why software is such a good field to get into if you if you build a good software. The, the thing to think about it, too, is is the hobby level CNC's that's come in the last few years become more popular. More people are getting into it. But most people that do this are hobby level people. Yes, maybe you want to have a business. This is. When you get to the higher end of this is professional software this is software that's been developed for 10 20 years they don't just give it away this is made for professionals it's the same as years ago illustrator photoshop that wasn't a hobby level thing you didn't get that that cost thousands of dollars a version of autocad costs thousands of dollars a version of solidworks costs you know some of that software is up to twenty thousand yeah. dollars for license so yeah. This is, you know, this is why they have the different tiers and levels. Don't expect to get the pro version for the hobby level amount. It just doesn't work that way. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and it, even if you are getting into it for business, you don't have to buy the pro versions to have a have an effective business. It really depends on what you want to make. When you're buying software, that's one of the things to consider. What do you want to create? And in, at what level? Is it a hobby, high, side hustle, or full-time business? And if it's full-time business, you're going to want to um, think business. And business always costs more. But you're always getting yep. and I mean, stuff. It's just an, an added expense, right? If the software costs $50 a month, in the big scheme of things, for a business, $50 a month, it, you know, that's, that's affordable. That's one sign. You have to make one sign to pay for your software a month. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, okay. So the carve code, does carve Co have different levels? Like vector has the desktop, the pro and the aspire version. Yes. They call it maker maker plus, and then uh carve Co. Okay. So what's the maker variant? Uh, I believe it's the same as the Vetrix. You're limited to your working area. Uh, some of the features are less. Um, I think that's it. The okay. Maker Plus is unlimited footprint. You get a few more of the design features. You don't have the design tools, same as Aspire. Um, so it's, it's they're they're pretty much based off the same Vetrix and Carfco are probably in competition. So they've probably tried to uh, align themselves. Right. The same. Okay. Okay. So the Vectric, they, they have VCarve desktop, VCarve pro and Aspire. So the, the desktop version allows you to do a project up to 24 inches by 24 inches. The pro version allows you to go any size and it has a few more 
features to it. And then the Aspire uh, gives you like the full 3D capability, uh, whereas the desktop and pro, you can't do true 3D. Now, when we say 3D, 3D is all sides, whereas the 2.5D is more like relief stuff, raised raised shapes, things like that. <clears throat> so just to be clear on what those are. the I currently use just the desktop version, although I really want to get the Aspire version because I'm going to be getting hold of uh, a 3D, uh, like a fourth axis CNC, and I want to have that capability. Um, so um, my, uh, I like the Vectric software because it was designed for this in mind. And I think they made it very, they looked at the user and said, okay, how can the user interpret this as easy as they can? And so that's, I like Vectric. I'd like to try your software though. I really got to look at it. <laughs> I don't think they have a trial version. I know Vetrix is great. They have the full trial versions. You can design all you'd like in the software. You just can't output it. Right. Um, I don't think I can ask them, but I don't think they have one. It'd be yeah. great if they did, but. Yeah. So Bill is, um, yeah. So he's talking to, talking to them now. He's actually starting to work with them a bit. So that uh, makes you something of a professional here. Yeah, and, I guess so. Yeah, and unfortunately, yeah, and so <laughs> if you want some, if you want some input on the Carveco variants, contact Bill. The email, his contact information, they can get hold of you through your website, right? Yep. Okay, so his website will be listed in the description, and I will. I'll be having a link on my website soon for Carveco. Okay. And uh, he's also starting a YouTube channel. Have you like built a name for your channel yet? Or is it just Bill? No, it's still under Bill Keys. Okay, Bill Keys. So B-I-L-L and then it's K-E-A-Y-S. Right. Yes, sir. And I've got a couple of videos on there actually with uh, Carveco and I'm going to be doing some more. Yeah, yeah. You've got to watch the Star Trek build. That was definitely cool. Um, my channel is IDC Woodcraft, and I we, I teach all stuff for CNC beginners. And if you want to turn it into a business, the CNC entrepreneurialism. And we've got a Facebook group, CNC Entrepreneurs. By the way, Bill, have you been approving some people coming into that? Every day. Okay. All right. Because I'll pop on there and go, how come nobody signed up today? What's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably every day there's a couple, at least a couple people. Right, right. Yeah. And you know what? I think we've said this before in podcasts. If you want to join a group, make sure you, when you're, when you're going through the, the, the can I join section, there's questions there. You have to answer those questions because when we don't see answers, we don't approve. We don't let people yeah. in. And what that does is that tells us people aren't taking the time to read. They're just, they're just trying to jump in. And it, it's, I think yeah. most moderators for Facebook groups, they, they, they think, why don't people just read this? And I think sometimes, sometimes people don't even know, right? They just, I actually have accidentally done it myself where I've just clicked the submit button I didn't realize that there were questions and there's a feature in Facebook when you're trying to get to a group, like when you're doing a search for groups um, and they got a little join button, you click the join button in it and it sends the join request without putting the questions in front of you. 
Yep, and and that's the reason why there's questions on, on Facebook groups is because the spammers come in there and they start to uh, you know try to promote stuff that's not relevant or um, what what have you, and it's it's and then somebody has to manage that and get them back out. And guess who that is? That's me and Bill, and yep. we don't want to do that. It's extra work, so that's why we. That's why we just don't accept people when they don't answer their questions. So it's a, just a little side thing for you. If you want to get in groups for this kind of hobby, make sure for the sake of the administrators that you ask the answer the questions. That's all they want to see is someone, uh, there's a real person out there that's actually taking a moment to read and shows something that shows that they have an interest in it. Because, I mean, you get the ones, what kind of machine do you have? A question will be, what kind of router do you have? And they'll type in yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And uh, that, it immediately it's declined because because they didn't read. They're not, they're just, they're just spamming groups. It's so easy to tell what's going on. Anyway, so back to the software. Yep. So and we can keep on going with the curve code, but I think, or the Fetric, but I think everyone realizes that that's the next jump in capabilities. Uh, the next thing we can talk about, I guess, is Fusion, Fusion 360. Uh, yeah, so I don't know about that. You've used, you've done some on that, so talk about yep. it. Yep. Um, well, Fusion 360, again, is a free software uh, made by Autodesk. They've limited the the amount that you can do on it. I haven't used it in a year or so, um, but it is a very powerful software uh, with very powerful uh, tool pass, uh, stuff like that. If you're going to mill aluminum, stuff like that, it's very, very cool. Um, the other thing about fusion, it's, it's set up for more of a engineering type design. It's not, you can make signs and, and 2d files with it. Don't expect to be designing faces and things like that in fusion, even though it is possible, but it's, it's more for designing, uh, parts, furniture things like that yeah okay so that's something to take note of yeah if it, you said there's a free version though that yeah but it, oh yeah it's limited but i think when you buy fusion as a professional version aren't you paying for it i mean like is it a little pricey oh yeah i'm sure it's got to be up there it's autodesk software so yeah. it's quite pricey yeah. but the uh, the capabilities one of the big things with fusion is the different types of tool paths that it has. Um, it has an adaptive clearing for tool paths. So if you're machining a lot of metal or aluminum, uh, it does a great job. Okay. Not really effective with wood. You don't need to get that crazy. When I use it, like I was telling you before, it took me, I designed a simple uh, cordless drill hanger for all my cordless tools, a battery charging station. It took me about a day to figure out how to design it, which is great for Fusion because you can design every part. You can make sure they all fit together. You can have a 3D model, flip it around, take a look at it, it looks great. It took me another day, a day and a half to figure out how to apply the proper tool pass to cut it out correctly. The learning the, the learning curve on it is quite steep. Oh, it is. Oh, it, it's, it's quite steep because it's, uh, there's so many options. Oh, okay. It, 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 it's overwhelming. And the, but the, the great thing about it is there's a lot of videos online. Uh, this guy named Lars Christensen on YouTube has a ton of YouTube videos uh, on how to design certain things. 
Um, but it's one of those softwares that if you don't use it every day and stick with it, then you're, you're going to forget. Like right now I couldn't go back in. I'd have to start watching YouTube videos again. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's, it, that's one of those things. that's not like riding a bicycle <laughs> no. because there's so many moving parts that yeah. uh, you, you have to get back in there and, and go back to the beginning and, and start it over again. So, so there you go. So we've talked about, the freebies, which uh, would be carbide create and that you can actually cut with, generate G code with, which is carbide create and easel. If there's anything else out there, I don't know. Um, then you have your paid softwares, which have always have more capability and your freebies do have paid levels, which give you more capabilities. And they're usually the pro level and you have online and offline. So Carbide Creators offline, the ESOL is online, and I think they're the only one that's truly online, as far as I know. And then Fusion's online as well. Okay, so the uh, Fusion three hundred and sixty—that almost sounds like it's uh, a, a machining software. It's, it's um, yep. it, it it is. Yeah. I mean, if you anyone that's been in the CNC a lot on YouTube, if you look at Titans of CNC or um, the guys that do like the the big milling with the Tormox and and all those great big mills for cutting aluminum, they all use Fusion three hundred and sixty. Right. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you're getting a professional professional business level making machine components and things like that. So that's what the Fusion 360 is going to do at the router level. You're doing design work for. So can you do like a component where you can pull components together in Fusion? Yes, that's okay. exactly what it is. You can design airplanes and vehicles in it if you wanted to. I gotcha. Okay. It'll it'll let you do moving parts, so you can design linkages that hold things together, and you can actually see how they move and inter interact. Okay. Okay. So for the for the beginner hobbyist or the beginner CNC that's really getting up there, and and capability, and this is if you've got engineering background this is when you want to consider the software um the vectric is offline and it's got the three variants they are all paid uh even the desktop is a good one if you've got a smaller cnc machine and then if you have a larger one and you the the softwares the the, the uh, the one you're using, Carvco and the Vectric, these are your CNC router softwares to go after. And you want to talk to Bill about the Carvco and get a better idea for what can be done. And go to his YouTube channel, watch that Star Trek video. Uh, there will be a link in the, the podcast description for that. It's uh, fun to watch. It, it, it's just a video of him designing. You sped that up yep. a bit through some nice there's, music in the background, but it was just very cool to watch how it came together. There's also one of me designing a door hanger uh, that's in real time, and that's not sped up. It's me going through each step and actually cutting it out at the end as well. Okay. Okay. So the, there will be more like that. That's my plan is to actually, the next one I'm going to do is, is going to be some basic design works using the tools and uh, just how to design things using shapes versus like we were talking about the engineering, you know, lengths right. and widths and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, hope that maybe this 
podcast has helped you out to get a little better grip on software and what you want to go after and whether you want to start off with the one version and be willing to learn the next version. Uh, again, ideally, you're going to want to include software in your budget because if you want to get serious with it, then you're going to want to buy the software as opposed to go after the freebies. You'll have a lot more control, a lot more flexibility, and a lot more uh, tools to work with to create very unique projects. And um, yeah. So what's your wrap up, Bill? Oh, I'd say that's the same thing. Just uh, keep in mind when you're when you're looking at your CNC and you're looking at making a purchase, add that little bit extra in for software and it will make you that much happier. It'll make your your journey that much easier. You're learning that that much quicker. And once you you get the software down, it'll really uh, it'll really improve your CNC game. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, we're going to check out and go get your software. You can email either one of us if you have questions about, about the Vectric or the Carveco. And we'll be more than happy to answer it. The, our emails are on our websites, and our websites will be listed in the description in the podcast. So and make sure you check out those YouTube channels. And both Bill and I are working to train CNC for beginners. So if you are interested in learning that kind of stuff, you can uh, contact us too. Yeah, you want to be have a little hand holding. <laughs> I'm actually doing a webinar, Bill, this weekend. Uh, awesome. Yeah, that's uh, I'm going to take people. How does the CNC machine work? And I'm going to talk about the very beginning, the you know the different aspects, the design, the, the design software, the CAD, the cam aspect then the post processor and then the controller and then the cnc machine and um yeah just help people get a better grip on that and then just some design basics so i'm looking forward to doing that webinar if you're interested in joining that webinar there will be a link down below where you can join up to it as well and that webinar is going to take place on march 27th 2021 so if you missed it, well, sorry, there will be more though. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to bid everybody adieu as well as you, Bill. And uh, I hope you have a good day. And you that are listening to this, I hope that you let those creative juices flow and go get the CNC. If it's been on you, go ahead and buy the machine. Just it, it, it's so much fun. You know, it's got our permission. A, yeah, you have our permission. <laughs> and we'll be here to help you out. So. We're going to bid you adieu. Have a great day, evening, and a better tomorrow. See you, everybody.